For this week's episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction, the role of Jeff has been recasted to Ewan McGregor. And the role of Kristen has been recasted by Emma Watson. Nope, not happening. It's just us. Yeah, just us. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kiss. And we are the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called Prison Dad. Prison Dad does not feature any recasted roles. No. Mostly because it's a book. Right. We can do whatever the hell we want. We can. That's right. Mm -hmm. You can't stop us. You can't stop us, internet. (laughs) Tone it down. Take it down. All right. So, um, Hi. Hi there. So we're going to talk about some um, film roles. I think film roles and maybe a couple of TV roles. A couple yeah. TV roles. A couple TV roles that were recasted with other actors playing mm-hmm. the roles of the same characters. And... <laughs> Sorry. Um... I went to go look something up and I just see my friend Greg on Facebook roasted or posted... Hayden Christensen ruined the Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Hayden Christensen ruins everything. That's why he doesn't act again. We're not looking to talk <laughs> about Hayden Christensen. What we want to talk about before we begin today's podcast is that on March 19th, at the Tom's River Elk Lodge in Tom's River, New Jersey... Yeah, doesn't that sound like a spicy place to hang out? <laughs> we will be there at the Jersey Shore Comic Book Show. Yay! Yay comic for us! Book Come talk to us about things. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Recasting the President of the United States. Oh! <laughs> if only! Yeah. Oh, well. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah. Well, there's more information on that on our website, www.prisondad.com So yeah, as Kristen alluded to, we're going to talk about um, some uh, recasted Some of these you know, some of these I didn't even know, and some of these I forgot about. And some of these you were like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> so let's 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 talk about uh, let's talk about the Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk. Right. So there's kind of three Hulk films I mean, in the MC. A, originally, it was Lou Ferrigno. I loved him when I was Oh, well, yeah. That's true. That's true. Good, good times. But if we want to talk about just what's in the, the MCU... Right. Right. So, the Eric Bana film is not necessarily in the MCU. They say that the Edward Norton one is the first one, but in the beginning of the Edward Norton one, it kind of flashes back to the Eric Bana movie. Mm, a little bit, yeah. So, I still include it, other than it is not a good movie. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer Connelly's okay, but... Yeah, she's cool. Meh. Liv Tyler was better. Yeah, agreed. So, um, but first off, you know, Eric Bana, he didn't do a bad job. No, I I think it was just a weird movie to try to watch. I feel like they were trying to make it look like a, a comic, comic book. book, but it didn't translate as well as it could have, so... Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that Angley will ever bounce back from it. Just kidding. Like, the next movie he made was, like, Brokeback Mountain, which yeah, is huge. Yeah, he's fine. That's a joke. He's funny. I know, I know, yeah, you're I laughing. Got you got, got it. it. You got it. You got, got it. it. Got so Eric Bannon was, you know, he, there was nothing wrong with it. He looked like, he looked like Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I thought he looked the most like Bruce Banner out of the three that we're about to talk about. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Now we, we get hit. kind of forgettable. I don't yeah. Know. The whole movie was very forgettable. Yeah. The Hulk dogs and and who played who played his dad in that? Wasn't it like Nick Nolte? Yeah, that's who it is. It's Nick weird. Nolte. I'm like it's somebody with a mug, famous mugshot. Yeah, who was it? Hot mess. It's like in college where like Casey needed a new um, AOL instant messenger avatar. Uh huh. And like he wanted one of like cycling mugshots from like celebrity mugshots, and that was one of them that were in there. All right, so that movie's forget about now. Edward Norton. 
he loves his dual role challenge. You know, yeah, he's he done does. it in, you know, Fight Club and um True. what's the one where he's the altar boy? Oh, That's like the most yeah, famous yeah, one. Yeah, Primal Fear. Primal That's Fear. A good one. Even Death to Smoochie, he got a little trigger happy at the end of that movie. Yeah, and what was the other one he did where it was like a bank heist thing with like Marlon Brando? Remember, he was like pretending to be yeah. handicapped, but he wasn't? Yeah. Kind of like uh, Kaiser's Jose ripoff. Yeah, a little bit. Thing. Total ripoff of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likes doing that stuff. I oh, really yeah. Do you know who directed that movie? Do you know who directed that movie Hulk. with him, Marlon Brando, and Robert De Niro? I do not. Mm, Frank Oz it was. Oh, I love that guy. Mm, yes. He's great. Yes. You know. Too bad we can't think of the name of your movie there, Frankie. Yeah. Anyway. I, did I just call the legendary Frank Oz Frankie? I think you did. That's like when Finn called Han Solo Solo. Yeah. <laughs> you just call me Solo? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Han, Mr. Solo. <laughs> so Edward Norton killed it. Yeah, I thought he brought a lot of emotional gravitas to the role of the Hulk. Yeah. Because you could really see him struggling with his identity and trying to like protect people from who he was. That whole thing in the juice factory when he was like trying to stop the one that his blood like fell into and he was like checking the whole line. Yeah. Prevent other people from having to suffer like he did and Mm -hmm. how he ran away from his girlfriend, but he always really loved her and missed her. So then she was like checking up with some boring dude, which is kind of like what happened to Superman, which is, uh, yeah. What's his name? Ty, Burl? Is that his name? He's on, like, Modern Family now. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway. Edward Norton, you know, he, he really killed it. You know, I, I like seeing Edward Norton's, you know, face is the Hulk, you know, computer-generated face, too. Yeah. You know, fighting with Abomination at the end of the movie. Right, yeah. yeah. I thought that movie was pretty cool. It was pretty well done. Very yeah. well done. When And when, like, the military is, like, attacking him, yeah. and he's, like, fighting back, but you can kind of tell that he's, like, unhappy about like being put in that position and having because that's that. when he's really controlling it that's what you really saw like he the yeah. whole game was really like learning to control it you know right 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 and um, he didn't like scaring people and hurting no. people Mm-mm. and that was our first crossover because yeah. um you know tony stocks in the end of the movie true so that was awesome yeah that was good stuff it was fun so um then we get to the Avengers movie, and uh, who knows what the hell happened. Edward Norton's saying that Disney didn't want to pay him enough money. Yeah. And Disney's saying that Edward Norton didn't want to do it. Mm. So there's, I've seen so many things, and I, you know what? I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's probably some sort of a contract dispute and probably some misunderstandings. He would have been the biggest actor people's. in there. Yeah. But... Now, Robert Downey Jr. is clearly, he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. So, oh, yeah. So he obviously will be, it. maybe maybe they were afraid that Edward Norton couldn't handle being, like, the runner-up, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? We could we could speculate all day long. But, but we have, like, a hundred more people to, to talk on about on here. Mark Ruffalo, who is decent, and he's probably better for an ensemble cast. Yeah. You know? I feel like with Edward Norton, too, like, I think he adds, like, a little bit more, like, seriousness to a role that's that maybe wouldn't exactly fit with the Avengers tone. I feel like there was a number of times where Mark Ruffalo was too silly as the Hulk. Yeah, that's probably In where where we've seen him in um, Avengers and in uh, Age of Ultron. I feel like, you know, like when he was um, holding the staff and stuff. And there was just a couple other times where it was kind of like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Avengers kind of have like a more amused tone to it because Tony's always teasing and Cap you know there's some jokes with Cap and even like Hawkeye you know I feel like a lot of times when Edward in the movie it's much more serious yeah okay I can do that except for Death to Smoochie but I'm not saying he can't do so pick one who do you pick 
Um, I'm going to go with Edward Norton. I'm going to go with Edward Norton, but too. But I think Mark Ruffalo Same also geez. does a decent job. Yeah. And sorry, 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 Eric Bana. Sorry, man. Oh, you know, I also meant to add the Punisher to this list, but we can get to that later. Oh, no! Don't make me talk about that... Warzone? Yes. Ugh. Alright. pile of dog crap. <laughs> I kind of like the new guy the best. Well, Tom's Jane was cool. Yeah, yeah Tom's Jane Pour some out on the like expanse him. there. Who plays him now? The guy of Shane yeah, from Shane. The Walking Dead? I don't know his actual name. His I name is Shane. I name either. Shane! Quit banging Lori Jane. We will watch recently. I know. He wasn't something we just watched. All right. So, Superman has been recasted um, (sighs) a couple times. So, let's just talk about the big three, as I like to call them. Yeah. First is Christopher Reeves. Yay for Christopher Reeves. And let's face it, we're going to pick Christopher Reeves at the end of this list. Yeah, because Christopher Reeves just had a really, did a really beautiful portrayal where he was like the goofy. The dual role. The guy. The alter ego and the... Clumsy and awkward, but really sweet and endearing. And then, like, the badass, chiseled, beautiful superhero guy. Mm -hmm. He killed it. Nailed it. I grew up watching that, so I I still have a soft spot for those movies. Well, much better than, um, you know, Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh was okay. Brandon Routh was trying to be Chris Reeve too much. That's my problem. He wasn't being Superman. He was being Christopher Reeve being Superman. It was really... That was the problem. Yeah, I agree. I think he tried, but yeah, it was like more of a caricature than his own interpretation. And Lois Lane just ruined that movie for me. The the way that they wrote her role just totally gutted. I feel like there was no there was no editing process. I feel like Brian Singer made two awesome X-Men movies. Yeah. They plucked them and said, okay, we want you to do Superman now since you did such an awesome job with X-Men yeah. and nobody stopped him. And he just did whatever he wanted. Kind of like, that's how I always felt about episodes one, two, and three is that nobody stopped Lucas. Yeah. Nobody could stop Lucas though. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, you know, uh, my one of my neighbors, he told me that he said there's some video out there of Fox execs watching, like, a first cut of episode one and laughing hysterically at George Lucas. That's such a bummer. It still made, like, a billion dollars. Hey, you know who else was gonna pay, play Superman that we didn't talk about? Nicholas Cage. Nah! I, oh! Yeah. That would've been crazy. I wanna, I, I have the documentary, I gotta watch it. Yeah, I know. But anyway, that brings us to Henry Snoresville. I mean, Cavill. Henry Cavill is a terrible Superman. Yeah, he just put me to sleep. If you feel differently, let us know. Yeah, he's really hot, and he was good on, like, the Tudors, but every time I try to watch these new stupid Superman movies, I'd fall asleep, or I wish I was asleep, because it would be better than actually watching them. I wonder. And I don't know if that's all Zack Crapo Snyder's fault, but... I wonder, like, if we could go back in time and prevent Zack Snyder from making Sucker Punch, if these, <laughs> if these DC movies would be good. Because The Watchmen was great. Yeah, it was. Well, a lot of people don't like it, though. I like The Watchmen. I like The Watchmen. That's the only one that I liked. Of Dawn course. of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was written by the guy who directed Gun- Guardians of the Galaxy and directed by Zack Snyder. Dawn of the Dead is great. Fine. 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 <laughs> Henry Cavill's lame Superman. Yeah, Henry Cavill sucks. So, Christopher Reeves wins this one. He does. Spider-Man! Ooh! Now, 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 once again, we noticed that, we want to note that in Superman, that Christopher Reeves and Brandon Routh, you know, th- those are supposed to be in the same continuum. Right. Um, and obviously Christopher Reeves got in an accident and would have been too old at the time Superman right. Return comes yeah, out. Yeah, couldn't have played him. Um, and then uh, Henry Cavill was, is a reboot. Yeah. You know, well, you know, so the, if you were curious if we think that Superman Returns is a reboot or a sequel, check out our um, sequels, prequels, and reboots podcast that we yes. made, like, last year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. I'm talking to you, Amy, because you were asking me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Spider-Man has three different reboots with right. three different Spider-Mans. The first Spider-Man, Spider-Man. is uh, Tobey Maguire. Spider-Man. <laughs> so, Tobey Maguire made two awesome Spider-Man movies. And then one that sucked and with then, some like, eyeliner and mascara. Yeah, like the, the worst... The one on my like top five like worst movies I've ever seen. Finger guns. Nope. Oh god! But just... the first two, they were really pretty cute. Yeah. I enjoyed them. I was just talking this morning how I want my son to see them. Yeah, they were fun. They mm-hmm. weren't like really really dark or really sad. They were just fun, you know, kind of romantic, kind of exciting, sweet movies. I like them. Yeah. And plus, James Franco too. He was fun. Aww. Yeah. yeah. So Tobey Maguire... And Defoe, he did a good job, too. Tobey Maguire was great, though, because yeah, he, was he was innocent. He was he wisecracking. Was, like, he was... Sweet. Yeah. He brought, like, that sort of wholesome sweetness to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which I like. I love it. It's just pursuit of saving, you know, Mary Jane. Yeah, and... Especially in 2, and you know, we got, like, the mask. his aunt safe. Yeah. And mourning his uncle. Oh, yeah. And dealing with the fact that he got bitten by a radioactive spider, and now he has all these magical powers, he's not sure what to do with them. And he's only a teenager. He's a kid. That was you interesting. Know? In the, the Sam Raimi one, in that Sam Raimi showed you that the, the webbing was um, uh, a power of his. Yeah. Where, you know, I guess we'll, we'll get to the new... Oh, no, in the... Okay, so this is a good segue, then. Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, oh, such a snooze! You waited ten years to reboot a character. What are you doing? Yeah, I think maybe British people should just stop playing American. Tom Holland's also British. Like the guy who's Spider-Man now. Uh, all right, I'll give him a chance. He was kind of cute. <laughs> Henry Cavill though is British. We should put that out. And play That's what su- I was saying. Playing Superman. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was talking about. All right, so Andrew Garfield movies. These movies are boring. Yeah, I missed them. Um, I had no you didn't see either. You didn't see them. I had no interest. In I saw the first one on plane, and I, like, I just saw I got the, the second one from from Netflix, and I remember like watching most of it and playing on my phone for <laughs> the other part of it, like probably texting you, be like, "This is lame." Just like yeah, when I was watching that movie the other night, I was like, yeah. "This is torture." No, you you pretty much straight up told me like, "I'm falling asleep because it's so," dumb. and that's so early for you too. You don't go I'm to talking sleep about early. nocturnal animals. Don't, don't waste your time. <laughs> go read the book if you really. Do we need, need to really spend any more time on Andrew Garfield? No, I'm bored Those are talking two about him. Completely forgettable movies. Yeah, um, not not still better movies than Spider Man Three. Oh yeah, but forgettable movies. Now, Tom Holland. At the time this is coming, at the time this is recording. Yeah, we haven't seen the new Spider-Man yet. It's not out. We just saw him in the Avengers Civil, Civil War. War, Captain America Civil War. Yeah. So, um, this summer we'll get some Spidey. Spidey. I love what we've seen so far. Yeah, he's so sweet. I love him and Tony Stark. Like they're the the witty banter back and forth. And when he was talking to Bucky. Yeah. And the. You have a robot arm? Wow, it's so cool. Yeah, he was, like, so endearing. Like, just sweet young kid, like, so excited to be a part of a team, trying to save the world. So it's fun to see Spidey in an ensemble. And really how cocky he was, because he was, like... Yeah. Yeah, like, like you know, attacking, like, Captain America's legs. Get called Underoos by, yep. by Iron Man. Pretty fun. Um, Pretty fun. I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited for Tom Holland. Uh, and but I thought he was good. I, I liked him. Tobey Maguire, two movies, the first two Tobey Maguire movies, he's got my vote at the moment. Tom Holland, I'm curious to see where he goes. Yeah, I would say Toby too, but Tom's a close second. I think that's the last one that we're going to talk about that's not part of a series. 
Yeah. That got recasted. I think so. So War Machine, Iron Patriot is the next one. In yeah. Iron Man 1, there's Terrence Howard, who did a great job. Yeah, he's decent. I have no problems with, with the way... Oh, he's he, okay. Uh, yeah, because he's... Because he, even he looks at the armor. He looks at the armor and he goes, not yet, when he, you know, when he yeah, was, like, leaving. Yeah. yeah, he's a good actor. But then, you know, he made that movie about how it was hard out there to be a pimp. And then, you know, he wanted more money. More money, more problems. And yeah. that was the end of that. And so Don Cheadle, I was shocked by this recast. Shocked! Well, it was a money thing, too, right? Yeah. That's I what think they, so. He wanted more money, and they said no. So but they were Don like, Cheadle well. doesn't remind me like at the time. Like he didn't really remind me of a superhero. No, he doesn't. But I think that's why it was fun that they cast him because because War Machine doesn't have superpowers. He You're just right. has a suit. Mm-hmm. So and he was you know, a pilot. Don Cheadle yeah. doesn't look like a guy who would have superpowers. He looks like a sweet guy that would be your neighbor, right? Um, Correct. But, but he gets to play a superhero because he's got a pretty cool suit that Tony made him. So. Um, I, I love Don Cheadle. I really do. Ever since I saw him in Boogie Nights, like, yeah, I Boogie just Nights. find him so, like, vulnerable. We talked about and, him last week. Yeah, and just very endearing. So I always like to see him um, do well. And I think he's very funny and charming, and he and Tony have a lovely chemistry. Yes, they do. So I, I would vote for Don Cheadle. Yeah. Terrence Howard just irritates me. I don't know. I feel like he has an attitude. I like them both, but I'm going to go with Don, Don Cheadle. You know, we saw him in Iron Man 2, 3... We saw him in Ultron. Ultron! And Civil War. Yeah. Good. So he yeah. showed up a bunch of times. All right, so. The next one's a hard one. Hard one. I like them both. All right, so Dumbledore was recasted because uh, Richard Harris passed away right. before they shot uh, Preserve of Azkaban. Yes. So, um, which is, in my opinion, my favorite book, weakest uh, movie. I know. Weakest movie because of the length of the movie. Harry Potter movie should not be 90 minutes long. I hear ya. I love all the Harry Potter movies for their own individual, you know. Richard Harris was older. I love Richard Harris because he's Irish, and I saw him (laughs) when I was a little kid. And I I think he has such a lovely timber to his voice. I thought he was such, like, a sweet grandfatherly, like, I don't know. Like, he just seemed like such a well-educated, like, fatherly type of Dumbledore. But I think it it actually made sense that he was gone when he was because I think Michael Gambon has a different energy that you really needed to bring back to play Dumbledore. Michael Gambon was kind of kind of nuts. He is nuts. Yeah. In real life. And that's like that's like cool because Dumbledore's kind of nuts. Dumbledore's kind of nuts. Yeah. And kind of gay, which yeah. you know, I think he really brought that into the role in yeah. the last couple, you know, film. Well, the last couple films he was in. Yeah. Because obviously he's not in the last couple of films in the trilogy because he's no longer alive. Dumbledore. Well, spoiler alert. He's in that, that scene in the train it. station. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm not worried about spoiling Dumbledore's death. Seriously, yeah. it's it's, it's should, yeah. Hey, guess what? Dumbledore dies. End yeah. of story. Unless you're like a little kid listening to this, but hopefully you're not because we curse. Yeah, because we say fucking shit. He's going to bleep those out. <laughs> I already okay. bleeped them out when they hear that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, anyway, I thought they both did a great job. Um, I really felt like, you know, Richard Harris was, was a good uh, Dumbledore for the first two because the kids are so young. And it's kind of more, they're kind of more like kids' movies. So to have, like, a grandfatherly, like, sort of charming, old-school Dumbledore made sense, but then you really needed Michael Gambon's energy. So, unfortunately, Richard Harris passed away, but I think that it worked out for the best for the movies. 
and they both did an excellent job. Yeah, I believe that, I feel that Michael Gambon follows the Dumbledore in the books better, but I liked Richard Harris. I'm a purist. Fair. I'm a Dumbledore purist. Dumbledore! Professor Dumbledore. I don't know, I don't have any input on our next, our next recasted oh, yeah. role, so this is all this you. Pick. So, um, Anne Rice's The Vampire Lestat and Interview with Vampire were some of my favorite books when I was a teenager, um, and I was absolutely disgusted by the <laughs> choice of Tom Cruise. Um, I know Anne Rice has since relented on her comments about Mr. Cruise, but I do not relent on mine, because I still cannot stand Tom Cruise. I might be the only straight American woman who's never found him sexy, but oh well. Um, anyway, I think he was an atrocious Lestat. I couldn't stop laughing at him. Um, especially because Brad Pitt did such a nice job of playing Louis. He really, and, and, you know, um... Kirsten Dunst killed it as Claudia, like really, really good. And then you just had Tom Cruise camping it up and being annoying. And ugh. I still like that movie, but like ugh, I, he just wrecked it. He just wrecked it, Ralph. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, cool, they're going to make another movie about the vampire Lestat. And who did they, they cast? Did, but they cast Stuart Townsend, mm. who is basically famous for being Charlize Theron's boyfriend for a really long time. <laughs> she outacts him like a million to one. He's cute, but he's not a very good actor, and he was very corny in this role. And um, there's a guy, Maddox, that I have been reading his blog for ages, and I follow him on Facebook now, but he's hilarious, and he coined the term that um, Stuart Townsend is a vampire leprechaun, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> is that what that's from? Yeah, was, I had no idea what you were talking about like, when you said ma- it. He was, like, making fun of him in one of his blog posts, if you get a chance to read it. I was, like, laughing so hard I was in tears, because he, like, just rips him a new one. Nah. But anyway, so I'm still waiting for someone to play the vampire Lestat in a way that doesn't totally suck. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Vampires are... As we can see by the ratings that we got from a year ago, we did... Uh, are we finally done with vampires yet? The ratings on that podcast are... We're always pretty low. And side note, side note, on Twilight, they recasted um, the red-headed vampire, Victoria. Um, yeah, with Bryce Dallas. Bryce Dallas uh, Howard did a decent job. That's right. The first girl was okay. She How ended did I up know being that? on... Um, under the dome. That's under why. The dome. Yes, that's why I knew Sucking that. it up on that show. So. Eh, she wasn't that bad, but that show. Sucked. That show sucked. I would this like year to recast doing... that whole show. Yeah. And then rewrite it. Yep. And then recast it again. Yeah. Just obliterate. Yeah. Well. <laughs> everything that happened. We're gonna do it again, and then throw it all in the trash, and then do it a and third do time, it and do it right. Hopefully, one of those will turn out okay. But anyway. All uh, right. So let's talk about Batman. Wonder why. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Because we don't we don't really have Batman per se listed like here. Um, oh yeah, we don't. Well, Christian let's face Bale it, Christian Bale just killed, killed it. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Batfleck. Yeah. So <laughs> Batman is like you know there's been so many Batmen. Yeah. But let's face it, Christian Bale doesn't. No one comes close to him. Yeah. No. What about Clooney? Oh! Okay. Kill him. Or- <laughs> oh no! Make it stop. Let's talk about... I always love Michael Keaton, though, because I love Beetlejuice. But still, Christian Bale has it. Well, what we really want to talk about with Batman is, is Rachel also Dawes. Rachel, yeah. Yeah, so Rachel's our main focus here in this, in this because one. Because this was really abrupt. It wasn't like a reboot or like a reimagining. It was the same 
trilogy, but they just swapped out the Rachels. Yeah. So we had Katie Holmes in the first one, who yeah. was she was good. Yeah, she did a decent job. I don't job. really watch a whole lot of Katie Holmes movies. No, I can't tell she you. She was like on Dawson's Creek. Yeah, that's no. about the only thing I ever watched her. Yeah, in. I don't. But even then, I thought she was awesome. And then Tom Cruise is like, "You can't become more popular than me. I'm gonna jump on Oprah's couch. I'm crazy. You can't be in this movie without me. Wait, I'm gonna go make the mummy now. Ah, Remember that? No thanks. I think so every, then, every time you say Tom Cruise, I just throw up in my mouth a lot. Yeah, me too. No, it's seriously, every time Jeff and I go to the movies, and, like, they'll show, like, the first couple seconds of a trailer, and I'm like, this movie looks kind of, oh, no, 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 no. damn it, Cruise. Cruise Like, I don't want to see him anymore, isn't he 50? Like, stop being a damn action hero. He should be doing, like, Viagra commercials or some crap. I think he was 50, like, 10 years ago. Here, hold this. Probably. Who knows? Listen, I really don't care because he's Tom Cruise. I'd rather if he just went away. He could go be like the leader of Scientology or whatever. Take I thought he was stopping at other Scientology. Weirdo guy. He's 54. See, there you go. He's in his 50s. All right. So anyway, Katie Holmes was replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal, which... I liked Maggie. I thought she did a good job. Yeah. I thought that movie was really pretty intense, too. It was a harder role. What, the, the Dark Knight Rises? Oh, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 It was yeah. a harder role, because Rachel's put in a really awful situation yeah. with her new paramour that she moved on, because Batman kind of broke her heart. Yeah. And so she was trying to get her life back on track, dating the DA, and then, you know, they were both put in that horrible situation by the Joker, and it was intense. It was intense. So it was a harder role, I think, to play That's just than. the Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. That's yeah. Why, yeah, no, it's okay. Anyway, um, I, I really, I was I'm going to go yeah. with Maggie Gyllenhaal here, because I think she had a more challenging role, and I thought she really brought it. It was very emotional and sad and intense. I'm going to go with Katie Holmes, because I will always Fair I always enough. think of that scene like when she gets off the train, and the guys go to attack her, and like she doesn't even see them attack her, because like Batman like knocks them out, and she doesn't see him or, uh-huh. or the attackers. That yeah. That's like a scene that really stands out in my mind. It's fair enough. Pretty neat. Fair enough. Good things and stuff. You know who else is in those movies? Gary Oldman. <gasps> I love Gary Oldman. We should have a whole... We'll do a whole Gary Oldman podcast yeah, we sometime. Really do one we one. always have jokes that Gary Oldman, he really stays in character yeah. long after and he's, he's like, like... At his friend's barbecue, like, dressed up like Dracula. Yeah. And being, like, super <laughs> weird. And this... Yeah, we had, like, this whole fun running joke for a while where we'd be like... I feel like it was Gary, like a year. Gary... Please take the cinnamon buns off your head. I don't know what you're doing. Are those my wife's drapes? It's not a cape, Gary. Please. <laughs> but I do love him so much. Let's um move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. You know we have a lot to cover. On, should we move on to this one? Yeah, let's because do that's that still, one and then we'll it's still Batman. Back. So in the in the '90s, we had four Batman movies. Yes. Uh, none of them, in my mind, are really really stand like stick around. Bat nipples. So anyway, um, we had Billy D. Williams play Harvey Dent in the first Batman. I mean, how can you go wrong with Billy D. Williams? Then in Batman Returns, we have we still have the same Batman, right? Still Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we have no Harvey Dent in the movie at all. Right. And then in Batman Forever, Ugh. you get rid of Billy D. Williams. You replace him with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, that was very campy. Now... I like... Listen, I like Tommy Lee Jones in general. I usually think he does a pretty good job. 
And Drew Barrymore was really cute with Debbie Mazur playing Sugar and Spice. But that was such a campy movie. I just can't. Now, this is the, this is the first time we're going to bring this up here. Yeah. Where we, um, we, this is going to come up two more times. Where you bring in somebody who, like, isn't a face to play a role. And then all of a sudden that role becomes more major and you need a face. Yeah. So that's why I think, because Billy Dee Williams, yeah. We know him from Star Wars and totally. Cold 45, 45 commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's good. Um, you know, but... But they wanted someone on. that could stand up to Jim Carrey. Yeah, so, that's true. Billy D. Williams, I, I think it could have revolutionized his career. If, if, if they would have given him the if chance. If they would have given him the chance. Yeah, but I don't but know you already changed he, Batman. Right, and I don't know if he would be campy enough. New director. Yeah, like... I don't know, but Tom, Tommy Lee Jones did a good job. I just feel like that movie was a little bit too corny. Yeah, I don't. I thought Jim Carrey was born to play the Riddler. Totally, and that was at the height of Carrey madness. You yeah, know? that was like yeah. that was post Ace Ventura. Right, he was. That was great. And there's is that the one with Uma? As no, the, I don't. Is think she in the so. Arnold? And yeah, she's in. Are those two movies blur together? Mr. Freeze, learn it well. <sighs> what is the chilling sound of your doom? Oh, no, 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 no. That movie, my sister and I saw that in the theater, and we were both like totally too. dumbstruck. We were like, "What the hell is this?" It's amazing. <laughs> it was a joke. It really was. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's enough Batmaning around for Batman, now. Batman, 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 truck repellent. <laughs> so, the strain. Yeah. Uh, so Zach. Zach is evil. We don't like Zach. No, we hate Zach. If you want to hear how much we don't like Zach, you can Listen check to out our, our podcast. Yeah, it's a uh, surviving the uh, apocalypse with children yeah, podcast. That, yeah. That made us talk about how much Zach. we don't like Zach. And yeah. that was before he did what he did at the end of the season. Yeah, that little jerk face. We talk about what he did at the end of the season on The Strain and our, like, fall TV report card. Yeah. So, because we don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet, but... Yeah. Just, Zach's a jerk. Zach sucks. He's a little, evil little jerk. Yeah, if my kid is ever like Zach, I'm going to... Something... I don't know what, but mental reconditioning will happen. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben Highland season one, Max Charles season two to the current. Yeah. I can't tell you the difference. I feel like uh, Ben Highland was more scared, but then at the time Zach would have been more scared. Yeah. And now Max Charles, you know the way they're writing that character, he's is he's just, just obsessed with his mom. Yeah. Hey, your mom's a, is a zombie vampire. Let her go. Let okay. it go. Should we sing Not to you? Back. Let it go. Let it go. Your mom is a hot mess, jerk. Yeah, you saw her eating another kid. Yeah, she's like stuff. all over, all over the master. Like time to let her go. Sucking his Just move master on. Johnson. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Anyway, Zach Moving sucks. On. So Zach it really sucks. doesn't matter who plays him because he's going to be a jerk. He's terrible. <laughs> Screw you, Zach. <laughs> uh, Valdi things. Oh yeah, all the more. So now, we yeah. don't have the other names of the actors, but this is the second occurrence of needing a face. Yes. So in the first two Harry Potter movies, so you had um, Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone, mm-hmm. as you know it in the United States, right. and also um, Chamber Secrets. You didn't really see Voldemort as his own person, right? So he was part. He was on the back of the professor's head, and then he was kind of like a wraith that was eating um, unicorn, blood. unicorn blood. So, well, sure, that's how I keep my youthful good looks. Oh, indeed. Yeah. And then he was like Tom Riddle. So yeah. he wasn't 
he wasn't like. Yeah, but Tom himself. Riddle was like a younger. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but like, okay, right. but it wasn't like he wasn't Lord Voldemort yet when he was Tom Riddle. So um, those guys did a decent job. I also like the kid that played Tom Riddle in which one? Half the Blood. Half Blood Prince. Um, which he looks bizarrely like my sister. It always freaks me out when I, <laughs> but, um, but Ray Fiennes is so interesting and creepy when you when first they, see when they him have him play Voldemort. In Goblet? This yeah. was, that was on the, before we went to Tom and Kim's day, like that was yeah. on the TV. Like while you were getting ready, Dude, I was like, whole, like Michael Jackson looking face. I haven't no nose, seen that you know? movie. Really I scary. haven't watched the Goblet Fire in a long time. So like, it's it was so movie. cool to like, to see that again. Like that, the whole graveyard scene alone. Yeah. He's just like, you know, you duel, you learn dueling in class. So creepy and evil, and, like, he has that great, like, temper. Like, he just flips out on people, and he's, like, barely controlling his rage. Yeah. Like, such a good job, you know, and really makes Voldemort, like, frightening. And he really brought the character to life. Creepy and sad and, like, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So he nailed it. Nailed it. The other guys, okay, but... He really knocked it they out. They needed of the a face, and they got they got the right face for the job. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Tom Felton was saying on the show that I was watching last night that it took him like years to be able to like have a conversation with Ray Fiennes because he was so, so intimidated. Wow. Yeah, isn't that cute? Anyway, but we've seen Ray Fiennes be a, a, a great bad guy in other movies in um, Spider Man. Yeah. Um, Red Dragon. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah he was real creepy the in that, that one. Two come right off and then, my mind. Yeah, and then he plays like a romantic lead sometimes, but ah. Uh, I don't really get behind that. I like him better when he's sinister. Yeah. I didn't know you don't want to be typecasted, but you're a good bad guy. You are, Rafe. And please tell your brother Joseph to never, ever play Michael Jackson again, because I don't even know. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up online. It is a hot mess. Is that out yet? I The ads for it were, and it looks atrocious. So I only saw that thing in... Tell your brother not to do that nope. ever again. Alright, so now the next one is another instance of they need a famous face yeah. for a character, and that's Kitty Pride. So Kitty Pride was seen in the first two X-Men movies. Uh-huh. Kind of like, uh, in the first one, like she like walked through the professor's, like, walked out of his office through the door. Like, what, you can't even open the door? You can't open the door? Yeah, come on, Kitty. Open well, the let's door. not be so lazy. And the second one, when the mansion's under attack, she, like, falls through the floor to, like, escape the, uh, yeah, the, the right. bad guys attacking. Yeah. But when it came time for the last stand, once again, they needed a face for the character. So they picked the adorable face of Ellen, Ellen Page. Page. Sweet Ellen Page. Last scene is playing Jim Leahy's daughter <laughs> on the trailer park, boys. <laughs> Oh, Ellen, we all need to start somewhere. We yes. know you're Canadian, so our hats are off to you, because let's yes. face it, I kind of want to move to Canada. Yeah, right now. Uh, right anyway, now. we're not talking about that. We're talking about, um, she nailed Ellen it. Page. She did pretty I good. she did a yeah. great job. I love the scene with her and Bobby, and they're, like, ice skating out there, and, like, Rogue's yeah, getting all jealous. Rogue's getting all jealous. Because she can't, you know, like, smooch it. And she she really shows, like, a lot of strength in the, um, the X-Men, with uh, where Logan has to time travel, and she's using Days of Future her Past. powers. Yeah. Days of Future Past. Which is also she's the name of the retirement home in our, in our book stories. series, Prison Dad. <laughs> the Days of Future Past retirement home. Yep. Pretty fun times. But um, anyway, I thought she did a lovely job of short, sort of showing like all of Kitty's angst and fear and pain in you know using her powers to send Logan back and also trying to save the X-Men from those creepy Nazi-like dudes. 
that want to eradicate all mutant blood. The Sentinels? Yeah, those guys. Well, they face heads. They're they robots. Wanted, everybody. They wanted to kill Eventually. Everybody. Well, because everybody could have a mutant. Yeah, everybody could have a mutant gene. gene. Ah. Could he, uh, probably... Ellen Page, you good? Yeah. Moving on... To one actor who really nailed a role, another Clarice. one who really... <laughs> so, we're going to talk about Science of the Lambs and Hannibal. Yes. So, uh, in Science of the Lambs, Jodie Foster, did she won an award? Did she win an award or the movie won an award? Who knows? The movie won an award. I don't think she... I think I know she won an Oscar for The Accused, but I don't know if she won it for Science of the Lambs. Well, Jodie Foster nailed awesome. the role of... Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Clarice Starling. Clarice Starling, yeah, fresh out of the FBI. Scared, and you know, trying and then, to impress her, yeah, her so, supervisors. So they sent her in to talk to this super scary serial killer who, who would be nomming on people hum, yep, hum, hum, hum. with some father and a nice Chianti um, to try to convince him to give her the information that she needs to find Buffalo Bill, I which would have we been. all, yeah. Love so much. <laughs> so, Silence of the Lambs is Dream great. gum or a Jamie gum. Now, Hannibal, that's like, I remember, like, I read the book in, like, like I read it, like, I yeah, started on, like, a book Friday was night. so intense. Like, I started on, like, a Friday night and, like, passed out with the book in my hands and then, like, finished it, like, or, like the next day, like, probably before I even, like, went and, like, got, like, breakfast or something yeah. like that. And then, um, you know, the movie came out. I think pretty soon after the book was released, right? Like, yeah, they were about kinda, a like, year later. Because they thought Anthony Hopkins was going to like pass away or something. But right, which he's like, still going strong. 15 years Woo-hoo, ago. Anthony Hopkins. So, um, Julianne Moore was recasted in the role of right. Chloe Starling. And and I guess Jodie didn't want to do it anymore. No, I'm she wanted sure. to direct a movie. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's fair. So she was like directing a movie and she's like, I, I can't. That's fair. But Julianne Moore, uh, no. I'm sorry. I just, I just think of Boogie Nights. What the heck? <laughs> Her cheesy southern accent, and she was just really annoying. She wasn't she talked dedicated. really slow. I feel and like Jodie Foster this, was like, dedicated. dead look on her face. Like, I, I don't know. I think she's a better actor than this, but I did not like her portrayal of Clarice Starling. Nor did I like how they ended this movie, because they totally ruined what happened in the book. Although, when I think about it, I think it's very hard to translate that story to the big screen, because... People are not going to like Hannibal. They're going to think he's evil and gross. And if you don't sort of know his whole backstory and who he was and, like, how fascinating and brilliant he was, I think it would be hard to sort of sell him as a romantic lead, which in the book he ends up sort of being. Yeah. Well, they but, they really did change that. I mean, yeah, because she runs off with him in the end. They lead yeah. together and, like, you know, and she's not even, like, eating the noms when he was cooking up that guy's... Paul, whatever his Paul, name yeah, is, Spengler and his, like, not his yeah. brain up there. That was kind of cool, that scene with Ray Liotta. Yeah. I mean, Ray Liotta kind of scares me, so eating his brains doesn't trouble me as much. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But Jodie Foster killed it. Jodie Foster, 100%. Now, while we're on the subject, we had, um, you know, we know, we know that there's been two other Hannibals since Anthony Hopkins has played. Mm-hmm. There was Hannibal Rising, whoever that guy was. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, oh, I used to know his name. It's hard to pronounce. He's French. And then there's the Hannibal TV show. Yeah. But uh, not talking about those two, talking about um, the Manhunter movie. Right. So Manhunter was Brian Cox. Gaspard we... Uliel, that's his name. Nice. I never really saw that. Job. That's it's why. really good. I like that one. I actually have it, I think, somewhere. But... We should watch this. Yeah. I never saw it. No, it's cool. The book was really cool, and the kid did a really good job. It's a scary, kind of creepy tale about how he becomes Hannibal. Okay, so um, 
with uh, Brian Cox was was a good Hannibal though. Yes. You know Brian Cox is you know he's been in so many Lots sci-fi things. Of yeah. Things, yeah. My no, favorite was, was good. You know, he was. was portrayal of William Stryker. He was he was controlled. Yeah. And um, very serious. I, I like Anthony Hopkins better personally, oh, yeah, just because totally. I, I think he really really was so much scarier, it's terrifying, and fascinating. Cause yes. He was kind of funny and charming, but really scary and like. But I think Anthony Hopkins always nails those kind of roles. Because he was phenomenal in Westworld, too. Like, he just has this way of portraying someone who you can tell is incredibly intelligent and powerful um, and also really dangerous. You know, like, you never know when he's going to turn on you. Yeah. I wonder if he's like that in real life. Like, you're just you're like, hey, Merry Christmas, Anthony! I'm Stab! This. Ah! <laughs> All right, let's try to let's try to blow through some of these facts. Oh, yeah, we're, we, we're forty yeah, we're, minutes, so we're, we're, we're twenty minutes. Out of time. So the first thing we want to talk about is not really a recast, but kind of an interesting thing that I never knew about: that Crispin Glover actually isn't in Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, he they, he wanted as much money as Michael J. Fox was making, and, and they, they didn't said, do that. Nope. So they actually used stand-ins and old footage to, <laughs> yep. for all of the Crispin Glover parts in Back yeah, to the Future Two. I didn't know that either. Impressive. There you go. Yes, there you very go. impressive. Uh, another Back to the Future one is the role of Jennifer Parker. Right. In she was one, played by some rando chick. Claudia in Wells one. in the yeah. first one. Who? I don't know who she is. She never acted again, I don't think. Or if she did, I missed it. But her mom got sick. And she decided Sorry that she wanted to go her. take care of her mom. I understand I that. respect that. That's and um, replaced her with Elizabeth Shue. Who's amazing. And I loved her so much because she was in Adventures in Babysitting. And I loved that movie when She I was gave kid. the role so much more personality. She did. Like, all this stuff like, like, like you know, where are we going? What are we doing? Like, you know, right, we're she, in the future. We have kids. Blah, could, blah, blah. Yeah, you could see why why the character wanted to marry her. Because yeah. she had, much she had so much sass and mm-hmm. smarts. and Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Elizabeth Shue gets mine? Yep. Elizabeth Shue gets mine, too. Now... Um, the only Star Wars one on our list is, uh, The Emperor. Right. So, in Empire Strikes Back, we're five, you know, we, we see the Emperor for the first time. He appears on the hologram to Darth Vader. You know, what is thy bidding my master? And you're yeah, like, Yeah, he has Whoa. those weird-looking eyes. Like, they're all jacked up. But if you don't think Swollen. he has weird-looking eyes, that's because you're watching the special edition ones. Where they, they edited re- that out. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I remember the Emperor being different. And that's because the, uh, the Emperor was originally portrayed by a woman. Right. Elaine Baker. And voiced by... Clive, Clive Ravel. Ravel. So, Elaine Jinxies. Baker is um, Rick Baker's wife. Yes. And he's a famous makeup artist. Right. So, they must have made her up and then had some dude do a voiceover. Yeah. Because they didn't have anybody to play the Emperor. But then they got the fabulous Ian McDermott. Yeah, and Ian McDermott went on to play... Yeah, in three and more movies. Kill it and be super scary. He was, you know, him and Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson are the three big bright spots in those, those original. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. original. Jeez, in the prequels. In the prequels, yeah. yeah. We're not going to talk about how Anakin had was played by at least three different people because <laughs> because it only matters when he's Darth Vader and then he's awesome. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that because yeah. hey, don't act again. Yeah, <laughs> hey, don't act again, Hayden Christensen. Pretty much. All uh, right. So the only Star Trek one I really came across was the fact that um, there's the original pilot, which now on on Netflix they they actually put the original pilot there. It's it's there. It's part of the original series. Um, you know, and that's the cage where it's not Kirk, and it's a whole different crew except for Spock. Everybody else is, is different. Dun, dun, dun. And in that first episode, it's Jeffrey Hunter. 
And then there's another episode later where they use archival footage of that crew of the Enterprise as there's kind of like a court case going on. And Captain Pike doesn't say anything, but he's played by Sean Kenny, and he's just stuck in the thing and beeps. Beep. Which I never knew this. Beep. I always thought it was the same guy. Beep. That's yeah, pretty much all that happens. I always thought it was the same dude. Nailed it. <sighs> you going to start acting? Yeah. Beep. I have acted, actually. Okay, I, uh, yeah, I meant but in yeah. cinema. Mm-hmm. Fine cinema. Cinema. Films. Mm. We got another X-Men one here. Oh, yeah. So Trask, uh, we all, you know, when you, when you talk about Trask, the first thing you think of is uh, Peter Dinklage from yeah, Days of Future Past. so good and creepy he was awesome. and angry. But what you might not remember is that in The Last Stand, Bill Duke played Trask. Yeah, who was a big, tall dude. He's a huge mm, yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. Right. I think it's much more interesting that they chose Peter Dinklage to portray him the second time. Yeah. Because it, it's interesting that he, that someone with a, you know, genetic... Abnormality? Abnormality, right. Would, would hate um, mutants. mutants so much, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Anyway... Yeah, so uh, Dinklage gets it. Yeah, Dinklage. He's more 100%. terrifying. Oh, uh, we got Game of Thrones. Yeah, we they replaced Dario Naharis, who is um, Daenerys' love monkey. Um, <laughs> in the first instance that we see him spicing it up with Danny, he is played by the dude that plays Francis. What's my name? Ajax in Deadpool, which I totally didn't realize I was that guy, but it is uh, with a, with a long wig. Yeah. Um, and then he was replaced by Michelle Huisman mm-hmm. in the last couple seasons. And both of those dudes got to uh, have some spicy time with Daenerys. So good for you guys. Uh, I'm going to go with Michelle because he was in it for more time. Yeah. So, yeah. I liked Francis in Deadpool, though. So nothing against him, but he just didn't really get to be Dario for very long. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, Fandral was uh, played by... Josh Dallas in the first Thor movie, and then in The Dark World, he was played by Zachary Levy, who uh, was Chuck. Chuck! So that was cool. Chuck, Chuck, Bobuck, Fanana, Fanana. Just kidding. (laughs) Anyway. Mm hmm. Um, I like Zachary Levi. Levi, whatever it is. Eh, I didn't notice either of them, so. Eh. You're only looking at Chris Helmsworth? You know it. You should have paused for a little. You should be like, yeah, you know it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got one from the Arrowverse, and that's Sarah Lance um, in the pilot of Arrow. She was played by, name? Jacqueline McInnes-Wood. And uh, she was replaced for the rest of the series after the pilot. By Katie Latz. When she um, came back in season two, and you're like, oh, she's still alive. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what we forgot to mention? We've, huh. one, we've one more on, on our on our list here. But we forgot to mention that we're not talking about Bond and Doctor Who, because there's too oh, many. Yeah, there's too many. That's, an, that's a podcast in itself. Yeah, yeah. And considering the fact that right now we're at, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we couldn't possibly talk about it. Who's your, who's your favorite Bond? Um, Daniel Craig. But I also really love Sean Connery. Uh, Connery, 100% for me. Who's your favorite Doctor? Um, I like the sweet one that, um, that was in the Terminator movie, but I don't know what his name is. Matt Smith. Yeah, Matt Smith. I like David Tenement. David Tenement's good too, but he scares me. He's so creepy in Harry Potter. That's because... He does that tongue thing. <laughs> That's because you've seen him only as a bad guy. I know! Have you... Did you see the DuckTales, um, 
Scrooge McDuck, him doing, he's going to be Scrooge McDuck in the, in the DuckTales reboot? That's really cute. Yeah. But no, I didn't see that. All right. Okay, now we're going to talk about some, a, a role one. that's been portrayed by several different people, and most of them sucked. <laughs> I'm actually missing a name that isn't that bad on this list, and I have to look it up. Here, hold this. Oh, okay. So, so we're going to talk about John, John Connor. Connor. John Connor, come with me if you want to live. So John Connor was just a pregnancy bump in the first Terminator movie. Um, but then in the second Terminator movie... He was played by the super annoying and whiny Edward Furlong. Listen here, Edward Who's Furlong now is a terrible. Up piece of human trash. <laughs> oh, that's who it was. Well, that kid, I've seen him before. Okay, so um, Edward Furlong was just you know straight up like wine tastic, and just yeah, it just it was just so annoying. Yeah, and it's like it's like I love T two, but like. There's yeah, so many TV times I just, I just want him to get off screen. I say it all the time when I watch him. I'm like, okay, done. You're done. You're done. You're yeah. done talking. See, you know? Stop whining. Go, stop, go find Hayden Christensen. You guys can go hold hands. <laughs> 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 Cry about your moms. I don't know. Whatever. So Edward Furlong is two thumbs down. Yeah, totally. Now, we're replaced by Nick Stahl. And now... Snorrisville. I am a huge Carnival fan. Sure, yeah. Carnival was a good show. And he was great on there. But the problem was that his portrayal of John Connor... Was the same as his character in Carnival. Yeah, he was just kind of boring and like not uh, not effective and not a badass. Like, just seemed really lost and he. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like John Connor knows that he has this destiny. Yes. And I, this guy just seemed like, oh, what? I'm John Connor. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm gonna go uh, get cut and hang out in a veterinary office and hope someone helps. Oh look, it's Claire Danes from My So Called Life. Right. Anyway. <laughs> right, okay. Um, then we saw Thomas Decker on the Sarah Connor, Connor, Sarah Connor Chronicles TV show. Woo! Say um, that five times fast. I, yeah, I really like this show. Um, Katie Candy Cane. <laughs> maybe something like uh, Katie Candy Cane. Um, so, uh, Thomas Decker did a, a good, you know, a good job. Once again, not badass enough. I feel like Thomas Decker was more on the Nick Stahl line of John Connor. Where, like, you, you want John Connor to be more authoritative, you want him to be more badass. Yeah. Um, Understanding that he has this huge responsibility and... Yeah. Know. Exactly. Right. Uh, and, you know, it might let, you know, the, the whininess of Edward Furlong's character kind of pass a little bit, knowing that seeing him be more, more badass, you know, um, Nick Stahl's character did... You know, the, the day Judgment Day was supposed to happen, it never did, and he went off the grid for a while, and he came back, and they learned that he didn't, you know, stop it. He just delayed it. Yeah, yeah right. That what was, a bummer. Yeah. That Rise of Machines isn't that bad of a movie, though. If you go back and watch it no, again... No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, And, you know, right in the beginning, Sarah Connor Chronicles, you know, it talks about her leukemia. Like One of the first episodes right, is about that. Yeah. And she, Sarah Connor's played by Cersei. Yes. Yes. Cersei. And uh, Summer Glau's in it too. She plays uh, the Terminator yes. that works with them. Terminating. And what's the name of the uh, the girl from Garbage? Shirley. Ma- yeah, she's like right. a questionable she character in season yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she plays one of those T one thousands. Right, right. At one point, she disguises herself as a urinal in a men's room to stop well, someone. That's nothing in comparison to 
the wily tricks of pistachio disguises. Oh, no. Just no. kidding. That movie was so dumb. <laughs> so we have those three... Um, we have those three John Connors, and they're kind of weak. Yeah. They're like, they're not, they're not what we expect to see. And then we see Christian Bale. Yeah. And the first thing we see of him is him step out of the cal- uh, helicopter. He's in full, like, Navy SEALs gear. He's holding, like, a machine gun, and he's, like, crouched down. And it's like, it's, yes, that's what you're thinking. You're like, like, Christian Bale is badass as John Connor right away. Now, yep. a lot of people don't like Salvation. I do. But we said on, on this podcast several times that like there's four of us that we really like this movie. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. I think give it another chance if, if you... And maybe I'll give Rise of the Machines another chance. Maybe. It's not a... Rise of the Machines isn't like an amazing movie. It was just, it was just a good movie. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, I'm sorry, it wasn't... It was just a, it was a fun movie. Yeah. Okay, I had fun, fun watching Rise of the Machines. Yeah, I would give it that. Um, but anyway, Christian Salvation Bale, was badass. Amazing. It was that so dark, cool. twisted view of the future. Right. And you he know? has a wife that he's trying to keep safe, but mm-hmm. things are pretty hopeless. There's and Bryce Dallas Howard, Howard right. but exactly. she's recasted from the Claire Danes role. Right. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, second time that we've mentioned Bryce snagging a role. Yeah, snagging else. a role. Snagging Must be up. nice to be Ron Howard's daughter. I know. Just saying. Be. Just saying. Just saying. I love Ron Howard, though. I'm not going to take anything away from him. Um, so, so Christian yeah. Bale rocked Bale. it, and then we had Genesis, where John Connor is what turned the hell? Into, into a, a Terminator <laughs> by some guy named Jason Clark, who really looks like John C. Riley. Yeah, like if you like, if I took my contacts out, <laughs> yeah, he totally did. Look like, <laughs> like a rip off of John C. Riley. John C. Riley up there with like none of the acting ability. <laughs> no, he was very boring. He was very static. And he was a just jerk. Like, John Connor was a total jerk in this role. John Connor really sucked and in this role. And then this guy was, like, not... I don't know. He wasn't, like, attractive. He didn't have any charisma. I, don't, I wouldn't see why anybody would follow him as the leader of a rebellion. I, I couldn't even see him being a convincing high school principal. But, you know. <laughs> Sorry, bro. My Sorry, vote goes bro. with Christian Bale. <laughs> Mine, too. Got anything else? No, um, we'll probably think of like 18 more people as soon as we end this podcast, because that's what happens. But hey, so, if you can think of anybody, leave us some notes on our uh, website yeah. and let us know what you think. Facebook or whatever. If you guys have a different different opinion about who you think was you know, best portrayed a role and you mm-hmm. disagree with me, maybe you thought Tom Cruise was an outstanding vampire Lestat. But Tom Cruise, if you're the one that writes that on our website, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> and she won't tickle your fancy. <laughs> So once again, we will be at the Jersey Shore Comic Book Show on Sunday, March 19th at 10 a.m. Yippee! Bright and early. Um, 10 to 4, I think it is, is information on our website, prisondad.com. Where you yes. can also find our other podcasts, you can find free stories, you can find... Character bios. Uh-huh. Some fun drawings. Our did. books. Our books. And, uh... Things. You know, fun pictures of us smiling. Yeah, smiling, holding our books. Yep. Holding our books in front of a sign. Holding a book in front of our sign. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, check check out our website. Check out our other podcasts. Check out our books. And, uh, you know, may the force be with you. And I hope if you get recasted, it's not because Rod Stewart's going to play you. Because that would be really sad. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs>